He served at the Pentagon as an Army JAG. He graduated from Notre Dame and has two law degrees from Boston University and Georgetown University. He's been practicing law for over 30 years. He's your family's personal attorney. It's time for the David Carrier Show. Hello and welcome to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. And despite uh, uh, opinions to the contrary, we are live. What that means is you can call me right now at 888-463-2843. That's 888-463-2843. Get your question, comment, or concern on the air. Uh, it's always surprising to me when uh, when folks say, is that, is that really live? Are you, are you, you really do that live? And I'm like, yeah. It's only been, I don't know, 10 or 15 years or however long it's been. I know, it seems like forever, but uh, we keep rolling the rolling that stone up the hill just to have it roll back down again, and there it is Sunday morning. 888-463-2843. That's right. 888. <laughs> if you'd like to follow along on your telephone keypad, it's 888-GO-DAVID. If you have a uh, question, comment, or concern about elder law, real estate, business law, estate planning, you know, any of that stuff, I don't care. Give us a call, 888-463-2843. Of course, we are going through a period of time right now, this whole impeachment uh, imbroglio, uh, where it is kind of interesting. You know, the allegation is that uh, uh, it's very bad. Uh, to do something that's in your political interest when you're a politician. Ha! When did that happen? Uh, and, of course, I'm not going to comment, uh, unless I feel like it, on uh, <laughs> on the goods and bads of the uh, impeachment thing. But let's do a little thought experiment, shall we? We've been talking about the SECURE Act. This is the, the mess that got foisted on the American middle class on December 20th. And I keep reading great things. Oh, it's so wonderful. Oh, it's so great. Oh, this is, yay, it's wonderful. Uh, and I, I keep going back to the first rule, which is if you're, uh, if you're at the table and you don't know who the sucker is, you're the sucker. So if everybody, if you're looking around, everybody's really happy about this. You know, uh, Wall Street is happy. Congress is happy. Chamber of Commerce, everybody's happy. Oh, this is just wonderful. Uh, you got to be asking yourself, where's my wallet? Okay, put your hand on it. Uh, so that's rule number one, right? If you don't know, uh, you know, who the sucker is, who the chump is, who the mark is, uh, it's you. All right, that's that's rule number one. Uh, and think about in your lifetime when that has not been true. Okay, if you don't know what's going on, <laughs> you're the you're the mark. Anyway, that's rule number one. Rule number two. Uh, when money moves in secret or surrounded by confusion and everything else, how many people, and i got to put my hand up for this one, how many people understand how investments work? Okay? Raise your hand if you do. I see both of you. Okay, wonderful. Everybody else doesn't. And the, the fact of the matter is when things happen in secret, right, things that you count on, and especially when money money is moving, it's like, it's like you go to buy a car, right? Right? You go to buy a car. Why does everyone hate to buy a car? Because you don't know what the hell's going on, and you know you don't know what's going on. All right? You know that if you only had the secret handshake, if you winked three times instead of six, or whatever, who knows what it is, 
you know, they'd knock another $500 off. And then, of course, every once in a while, they said, whoa, we're just going to lower our prices across the board, blah, blah, blah. You don't know what's going on, and it's a big investment. It's a lot of money. And you just know in the core of your being, right, that something's going on here, and you don't know what it is, and it's not to your benefit. Again, you're at the table, right, and you don't know who the sucker is. Well, hello, look in the mirror. That's number one. Number two, when money moves around, significant amount of money moves around, and you don't know exactly what's going on, you're going to get taken. That's just how, just how it works. Somebody's skimming. Something's going on. Number three, bad behavior, right? When things happen in secret, when things happen under the table, right, and you don't know what's going on, right, it's hard to track it, then people are going to do bad things. Now, I know that I'm talking to most people who hold themselves to a very high standard, right? I know you do. Uh, for us, for uh, I speak for myself too, I think. Um, but for you anyway, what I've observed is that, that old adage about you don't judge somebody by what they do in the daylight. You de- judge them by what they do when they're alone, okay? What do you do when there's nobody around to judge you, all right? Do you listen to that small, still voice inside, right? Or do you take advantage? And you know how difficult it is to listen to that small, still voice inside, right, and do the right thing. But you do it. And you know that we live in a world where people don't even, they don't even know what you're talking about. When you, <laughs> I mean, they don't. they don't. They don't have a concept of what it's like to listen to that small, still voice. They do what's in their best interest or what they perceive to be in their best interest. And, and the rest of the world be damned. Okay? You know that. You've seen this, okay? So what I do is I I look at this stuff and I think, well, how does it all actually work? Let's back off. Let's get a little perspective, okay? So right now, right now, we've got the whole country. Actually, it's a very small part of the country is paying any attention to it. But we've got people in D.C. who seem bent on bending the Constitution, bent on changing, what is it, 230 years of precedent, all the rest of this, right? Because orange man bad. That's what it is. I was actually talking to somebody the other day about this and who assumed that I shared their point of view. And I'm like, but but what exactly is it in these articles that's, that's the... Pr-? You know what happened? The person ran away. Ran away. I can't have this conversation. Ran away. Didn't want to... Okay, let's... But what exactly is the problem here? Okay. Now, the basis of this thing is that there was political advantage. Well, if you look at the SECURE Act, okay, who does it advantage primarily? Well, you you look at the way people are bragging about it, some people anyway, and it's like, oh, we saved all this wonderful stuff. It's political, right? It's like, hey, reelect me because I did, I passed these good laws. Oh, in other words, you pass these good laws, right, would you say are good laws, in order to, what, benefit your own political life. Well, isn't that what we elect people for, to do the good things and then come back and tell us, hey, I did these good things, so you should reelect me? Like, isn't that what politics is all about? And then, so that's step one, right? They're telling you how great it is. But then when you look at any of this stuff that they pass, right, Uh, any of the laws, especially the tax laws, especially the laws that have to do with money, right, and you go back to see, okay, well, where did all this come from? And then you find out that kids have jobs that pay them ridiculous amounts of money, and you find out that these the structure of the law 
is going to benefit the people who donate to their campaigns, right? Right? Now, how do you how do you figure it out? You say, well, you know, and there is good stuff in the Secure Act. I mean, it supports people doing more saving. Okay, well, that's a good thing, right? You'd rather have that than everybody on Social Security, right? That hasn't worked particularly well. Uh, and so there are good things about it. Uh, but what part of it is, okay, so if you're a politician, you say, well, on the one hand, I can brag about this to my constituents and they'll reelect me. Apparently, that gets you thrown out of office if you have that political thing. Or number two, it'll benefit these friends of mine who donate to my campaign. Apparently, that gets you thrown out of office too. But you don't even have to have that. And then finally, it does some good for the country. There's a national interest in doing this. Do you see? So if you think about any law whatsoever, any law whatsoever, and you can break it down that way, right? I'm doing this because I get reelected. I'm doing this because it's uh, good for the people who support me. And then finally, there is a national interest in there. How can you ever, ever have any laws passed? Because there's always that mix. Are you with me on this? 888-463-2843. That's the number to call. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the David Carrier Show, where we're talking about cash money. That's right. Talking about your taxes, talking about uh, elder law, estate planning. You got some. How do you hang on to it? How do you do good things with it uh, in the face of people wanting to do bad things with it? Well, 888-463-2843. Just to be clear, right? uh, we're for the middle class. Who's the middle class? Middle class, everybody works for a living. That's who. Okay, I don't care how much you made, how much you put away in your 401k, your IRA, your whatever. Uh, you know, is it uh, 100000 Is it a million? Is it 200000 I don't care. I mean, the fact of the matter is, if you've got IRA money, if that's where it came from, 401k, right, you're middle class because you earned it, because you worked for it. That's how you got it. Okay? Wealthy people don't have 401ks. You know why? Because there's a lot better bets out there. There's a lot better ways to invest your money than a 401k. But if you're middle class, I mean, in terms of it's less expensive, it's more secure, the rates of return are higher, okay? Uh, but that's them. If you're a qualified investor, you get you get to see limited partnerships, all kinds of investment opportunities uh, that you don't get to see. <clears throat> and the reason you, wealthy people get to see them, uh, is, the idea is that you need to be protected, and, yeah, to some extent that's true. On the other hand, you, what you're being protected from are the opportunities that wealthy people have uh, to grow and maintain. And 
if you're middle class where you take it in the neck, this is my view of the world. See, see, IRA 401k, it's a bad deal, but it's the best deal you got. It's like, you remember Winston Churchill? You probably don't remember him personally, but one of the things Winston Churchill said was, uh, the, thing, the thing about Americans is eventually they do the right thing uh, after they've tried everything else, okay? Well, that's the thing with the 401k. It's, you know, it's, it's not great. I mean, you can imagine it being better, but is it better than whatever else there is? Given that, given that we're talking about huge flows of money, we're talking about people who are going to skim, we're talking about human nature, we're talking about the nature of Congress, right? They got to feather their own nest. Remember, three interests that Congress has. Number one, they want to get reelected. How's that going to happen? Well, they got to make happy the people who pay them for their campaigns, right? So number one, I, if I'm Congress, I want to get reelected. Number two, uh, the people who give me the money to make it possible for me to get reelected, I got to make them happy. And then finally, right, I got to make happy my constituents. And then after that, way down at the bottom is I've got to do good public policy. Okay. You know, they say uh, amateurs talk uh, strategy and, uh, and uh, professionals, in the military anyway, amateurs talk strategy, professionals talk logistics. It's the same idea. See, if you don't get the beans and the bullets to the right place, nothing else matters. So if you're a Congress, you've got to get reelected. Nothing else matters. So you can understand where their, where their perspective is coming from, Okay. What you can't do is think that number four is really number one or number three is number one. Number four being good public policy or number three looking out for the constituents, right? They got to take, they got to feather their nest first. They got to take care of the people, take care of them, number one. Now, that doesn't mean that you're helpless and oh, nothing I can do. You just got to recognize reality, okay? And once we recognize reality, then we can act effectively, that's what this is all about. See, the power of the middle class idea. Oh, and give me a call. You want to interrupt me anytime? Easy to do. Eight. <laughs> I think this stuff is fascinating, but I could be alone. 888-463-2843. That's 888-463-2843. See, I think the middle class, middle class America saved civilization, saved the world. <clears throat> Boomers and seniors, right? You know, if you were a kid growing up or a little kid or just born like around, you know, during the war, World War II, and, you know, now you're a senior, 70s, 80s, right? Or if you're a boomer, right, born, you know, in the 40s, uh, 40s, 50s, early 60s, right? Uh, you, and, and there's no other way to look at it. You saved the world because after World War II, right, what was going on? Starvation, desolation, bad people in China, bad people in Russia, Doing bad things. You know, it's almost like we swapped one dictator for a couple more. Terrible stuff. Well, who was it that went to work every day? Who was it, right, that built this post-war world? The answer is you did. Seniors and boomers. Okay? And continued it through. And I just, I just saw this um, no, last couple of days. We're at a tipping point globally, right? You know what people want to be? Middle class. And we're just about there. We're just about where half of the people in the world, right, are now defined as middle class. What does that mean? Well, it means different things in different countries, obviously. But what it does mean, and I've talked about this before, it means that you have enough, 
All right, let's go back to the cat and the cheese. I don't know if you remember this one. If you put a mouse, right, on a track, and you put cheese in front of the mouse, it'll pull to get the cheese. If you put a cat behind the mouse, it'll pull to get away from the cat, right? But if you put the cheese and the mouse together, it'll pull hardest of all. And that's us, okay? Give us something to worry about, and we'll run away from it. Poverty, right? Lack of choice. Uh, inability to control our future to some extent, okay? Those are the fear things that we've got going on, all right? And we're going to run away from that. And how are we going to run away from it? Well, when you're a little kid, you take a job on a, as a paper route, you babysit, you do what you need to do to get a few dollars, right, so that you're not one of those kids with empty pockets because you want to take care of you. You want not to be, right? It's a, it's a thing. You want not to be that guy. Okay, but then you also want the good thing. That's the cheese part of it. Okay, it's like I want to, you know, I want. This was me. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted model rockets. Okay, well, you know, SDs and Century. They didn't give them to you for free. You had to buy them. Okay, and I wanted a bicycle. Well, that wasn't for free either. Right? You want some stuff. You got to pay money. Yeah. Okay. So on the one hand, I don't want to be near do well and all the and I want some stuff and throughout life right you've run away from the cat poverty and you've embraced the cheese and guess what human beings just do that if you look around the world right we're at the tipping point now where most people have got some cheese right there's been striving for it and now they've got it a measure of security not provided by the government but but provided because government can't possibly do it. Look anywhere the government's tried, uh, Russia, you know, by, but by individual effort, right, you've got some cheese, right, and you put the cat behind you. Does that make sense? So that's the middle class, right? you got the wealthy people, it's all cheese. you got poor people, it's all cat, right? But now we're getting to the point where middle class values, working, saving, right, getting ahead, saving for a rainy day, all that stuff, it's winning, and extreme poverty, we've, we've just about wiped out extreme poverty, which is an absolutely world historical, amazing thing. We've never been here before where more people have, it's a dollar and 10 cents a day is what they say. If you've got less than a dollar 10 cents a day to live on, you're in extreme poverty. Well, guess what? We got that one, we got that one knocked just about very, very close. You know, decades in front of where the U.N. wanted to be in order to make that happen. But we're just about there. Because why? Because middle class values, working, saving, thrift, all the rest of those things, all those things your mom told you to do, all those things you've been doing your whole life, those actually in the real world pay off. And they are paying off. But you got to keep your eyes open about the rest of it. I'm list You're listening to The David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney.
Welcome back to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. Yes, we are live, which means you can call at 888-463-2843. That's 888-463-2843. Get on the love train. Ask your question now. 888-463-2843. Anyway, uh, what kind of question do you say? Well, I don't know what kind of question you got. Uh, it helps if it's law-related, but, uh, uh, you know, we're flexible. Uh, of course, uh, estate planning, elder law, real estate, business law, always, uh, you know, always looking forward to that. I just found, uh, we we're talking about this uh, impeachment, and, and I don't think it's too too harsh to say impeachment nonsense. Uh, and uh, just because people aren't paying attention to it, right, that doesn't mean it's nonsense. It doesn't mean it. Um <laughs> but the ratings are in, and apparently on a daily basis, right, uh, people watch The Young and the Restless, all right? I, my grandmother used to watch soap operas, but not me. Anyway, uh, uh, 3.7 million people watch The Young and the Restless. Um, uh, <laughs> less than half tuned in for the, for the uh, impeachment trial, and they're angry about it. They want their soap operas uh, instead. So... It's like uh, uh, the people who would normally be watching TV in the afternoon, they ain't watching this stuff. Or they watch it for a little bit, it torques them, and then they, they, they turn it off, which I think is some indication uh, of the degree to which people understand uh, just how uh, silly the whole thing is. As we were saying before, uh, when politicians act, they have a hierarchy of values, right? Number one, first value is, uh, when they pass any kind of legislation or take any kind of, of, of action, uh, number one, they have to make happy uh, the people who are going to get them back in office, the donors. They, they got to do that. Um, number two, um, you know, they've got to uh, uh, make sure it takes care of them. Number three, uh, will my constituents like it, right? So did I make the donors happy, Right. Uh, number two, did I make my own personal family happy? Number three, do I make the uh, constituents happy? And then, you know, so I can get reelected, right? And then number four, is it good public policy? And that's kind of the hierarchy. When I was at the Pentagon, it was, uh, you know, so I was kind of young, and I was, a, you know, I was a new captain in the Army, in the, uh, in the JAG Corps, and I didn't really understand how it worked. Uh, but... You got to hang around with some generals and senior officers and the SES, senior executive service types, uh, some of the work I was doing. And that's kind of where the my appreciation for the way this whole, you know, to, to Congress, uh, the military, you know, the Army, that was my branch of service. Uh, you know, you ask, you know, any any soldier, you know, what's the what's the uh, job of the Army? Well, you know, it's to win the land war. Right. It's to defend the continent and, you know, project power and basically win the land war. That was that was kind of our our guidance. Uh, the, the Congress doesn't look at it that way. Right. I mean, it's a source of it's a source of funds for the district. That's what it is. It's a way to make their donors happy. So if they can get uh, a contract, if they can get a, uh, a post or an installation or a grant or something like that, it's just a it's just a huge trough. Right. And the first thing they got to do is make the donors happy, the people who contribute to their campaigns. And that, it, that is really how they look at it. And winning the land war, comes it's in there somewhere, I guess. But, man, it's down the list. <laughs> a 
But that's just the way it is. And now that we know how it is, then we can act effectively. Right? And who pays the taxes? Middle class people pay the taxes. Why? Because you got so much going on in life that you can't hire other people to worry about it for you the way wealthy people do. Wealthy people hire lots of people, you know, with fancy degrees. You know, I got a few, okay. But um, that, that that's who takes care of the money for them, right? And they just go on from cheese to cheese, and somebody else worries about it. Well, for middle class folks, who's looking out for you? I'm going to tell you, in Congress, I already explained to that. You, <clears throat> you're way at, you're tail end Charlie when it comes to that, okay? And so as a consequence, uh, and it's most clear when we get to the long-term care situation because that is really beyond your control. Number one, it's mysterious, the whole dementia thing, mysterious, all right? You are at a point in your life where you're living on savings, okay? My dad complains about this all the time. He goes, once you retire, you, you drop off the map. That's not exactly true, obviously. You know, lots of people, my dad included, mom and dad both, uh, continue to be very uh, involved in everything else. But, you know, the observation is you don't matter as much, okay? And you look at politicians right now. They've already written you off, all right? As far as they're concerned, you're dead, and they're they're appealing to who? I mean, this, this whole thing with the student loans, right? Oh, free student loans. It's just it's just a, such a perfect illustration. I don't know if you're aware of this. So all these uh, people running for president, they're all like, oh, we're going to forgive student loans. And then somebody says, you know, some dad who worked double time, overtime and everything else to pay his kids college tuition, pay off their loans and stuff. He goes, well, do I get my money back? <laughs> do I get my money back? Of course not is the answer. That's right, idiot. You worked overtime. You did all this stuff, right? And it's like, well, why don't I get my money back? Why don't I? If, if, if these people get free stuff and all they had to do was not do anything, and here I am, I've been contributing, I've been a member of society, I've been doing the righteous thing, and I get screwed. And you know what the answer is? Chump. I mean, in, in a word, that's that's what the response is. It's like, oh, well, we can't look back. we got to look forward. we got to look forward. Really? we got to look forward. Okay, so why don't we just forgive all crimes? Why don't we just forgive everything? No more mortgages. Uh, housing is free. Education's free. Everything's free. How about that? Just moving forward. Are you, are you kidding me? You know, we've got too much of that already. So, but who is it that understands that that's a bunch of malarkey? Who is it that understands that's nonsense? You know, it's falderall. It's it's flibbity flabbity. It's all they're trying to do is pick your pocket. That's how a pickpocket works, you know. They talk, oh, look at all this wonderful stuff over here. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. Right? Free college, uh, blah, 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 blah. Free stuff. And what are they doing with the other hand? Right? Undermining the possibility of getting ahead. Undermining the whole society. That's what's going on. Right? And, it, and the SECURE Act is just a good example of it. But that doesn't mean you're helpless. Okay, it doesn't mean I'll get to some emails that illustrate this in just a minute. But you're not helpless. There are things that you can do once you understand what's going on. You can't. I'm suggesting. right? You can if you want to. Most people do, I guess. Right. So you you could think, oh, everything's being taken care of. Oh, I don't have to worry about nothing. You could think that most people do. Right. But if instead you say, okay, 
let's understand how this whole thing works. Let's understand that uh, one foot in front of the other is not a recipe for success. It's not a path to success. Okay. Let's understand that we actually have to take it. We actually have to understand what's going on. Let's look at it clear-eyed. Okay. Because we're in the majority. Middle class is in the majority. Worldwide in the majority now. Okay. Middle class people have very different interests than people with their hand out. Very different interests than people who've already got it made. Middle class people want to know that if I pay off my kid's college tuition, I wasn't an idiot for doing it. Middle class people want to know if I pay off the house, that was a good thing. Middle class people want to know that if I put my money into the 401k and provide for my retirement savings, it's not going to get vacuumed up if when my spouse or I needs long-term care. But if we weren't so stupid as to hang on to our money, if we had spent it as soon as we got it, it'd all be for free. Are you with me on this? Okay. That's what middle-class people across cultures want, across the world want. You know, it's very interesting. You look in, a, look in any foreign country, people say, oh, you know, <clears throat> it's just America where people want their own homes. That isn't true at all. Go across the world, as soon as people get a little bit set aside, right, they want their own space. That's just a human thing, all right? They want some security. They want some stuff. Why? Because that's how human beings cross-culturally across the globe act. Now, there's this old idea that, well, other cultures, they do it differently. They only did it differently because they were poor. They only did it differently because they didn't have any choice. But now that the American middle class, through you know, American military strength and all everything else. We've been the shining city on the hill. And other people, it's taken a while. It doesn't happen overnight, right? But people have taken notice. It's like, golly, if we have a court system that actually works, rule of law and stuff, it actually works. We get to hang on to our stuff. Wow. And that's actually happening. It is happening. War deaths, year to year down. Prosperity, up. Why? Because you showed the way. And now, the funny thing is, now we got politicians who want to throw it all out the window. And that I don't understand, except for their, you know, narrow interest. You're listening to The David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. And we'll get to your emails next. Welcome back to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. I promise we get to some of our uh, practical effects of the philosophy, and here we go. Uh, one of our emails, how do I give my savings? Now, understand, if you want to send us an email, that's real easy to do. It's david at davidcarrierlaw.com. David at davidcarrierlaw.com. That's how you uh, uh, send me one of these emails, and we'll get to it. Uh, promise you we'll get it to eventually. Eventually, we'll get to it on the air. Uh, or you can just call in, same, same, 888-463-2843. And if you want to learn how to do this stuff, very easy. Go to the website. Come to one of our, uh, come to one of our workshops. Uh, we do these all the time. If you're, and we do different workshops, right? Um, 
But uh, anyway, go to the website. You'll find out and let me get some of these emails. Uh, how do I give my savings away? Uh, hello, I'm 82, good health, only one sibling. I want to turn all of my money over 150000 uh, to him and just keep 20000 for incidentals. Why? If I should have to go to a nursing home in five and a half years, I'll go on Medicaid and uh, VA and government will take care of my expenses and will not have to spend 6000 a month, more like twelve, dollars uh, from my hard-earned money. How do I do this legally and would my brother have to pay anything? I realize the IRS or whomever can look back five years and be Medicaid. That's why I say five and a half years. Is it simple as me writing him a check for 150 and close out my account? Thank you. Well, you know, he, here's the problem. Uh, apparently, this person has a crystal ball, uh, and they know that for five and a half years, they'll be, they'll be fine. Uh, I, I, I don't have one of those crystal balls. Used to, but it rolled off the table, broke, and now I just got to plan ahead. So the thing is, it's true. If you give uh, assets away and you wait five years, uh, or more, you know, five years in a month, 61 months, uh, then those assets will not count against you uh, for the Medicaid, okay? That's how Medicaid works. Um, but nobody's got the crystal ball, especially your 82, good health. Well, that's, that's wonderful. Um, but strokes happen. MS happens. Parkinson's happens. Um, Alzheimer's happens. I mean, lots of things happen, okay? Uh, slip and fall happens. So you don't have five and a half years, let me suggest. You don't have five weeks uh, that's guaranteed to you. Even the Bible, it says, you know, you know, it comes like a thief in the night, right? So no one knows the time or the place. Nobody knows. So uh, the day of the hour. Anyway, point being, future's uncertain. So I think the idea of keeping savings in order to uh, you know, maintain. I think that's a great idea. I'm not so sure about, you know, you want 20000 for incidentals. Well, you can only have 2000 for the Medicaid, right? And if you're giving it to a brother, um, I'm going to think that the brother's a contemporary, you know, within 10 years probably. Uh, what about his own long-term care needs? Uh, so if you shift it from one to the other and all you're doing is just pushing off the, you know, who gets it or who, who spends it on long-term care, Probably not the most effective thing. One of the things that I'm uh, been doing now for quite a long time, uh, I forget how many hundreds of millions we've got in there now, but um, you know, just from regular families, are uh, the trusts whereby you retain control, right? As a practical matter, you're in complete control over the trust, but it does trigger the five-year period. Now, the advantage, a couple advantages of that. Number one, you're not just shifting the problem to somebody else, okay? And here, all you're doing, you give it to your brother, he needs long-term care, and whoopsies, there goes the money, right? Uh, and you say, well, that'll never happen. I say, I don't think there's anything that never happens, I, and I don't think you know, as a matter of fact. I think you're guessing. I think you're hoping. I think you're wishing, hoping, guessing, dreaming, right? Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. If it does work, wonderful. You got away with it. If it doesn't work, then what? And the answer is there is no answer in a situation, you know, where you turn just turn your money over. But if you put it in the trust, okay, and we get three years into it, four years into it, and now you need long-term care, well, the assets are still intact. The savings are still intact, okay? Uh, and uh, if we need to reverse things, reverse course, and say, hey, I'm not going to make it five years, 
You know, it's $150,000. That's about a year, maybe a little bit longer uh, in a skilled nursing facility. It's longer if it's assisted living, right? It's shorter if you need at-home care, right? But let's say I want to qualify right away. Um, well, the fact that I didn't give it to brother, the fact that it's still there, it's still available, right? See, I, when you're doing planning, you never want to take a course that you're stuck with. You always want to be able to back up and go in a different direction. If you give everything to your brother, right, you're committed to a single course. You don't know what's going to happen, and you have no flexibility. Whereas if you put it in the trust, right, and you make your five years if you're right, well, that's wonderful. That's great. It's all protected, right? And if you don't make the five years, then you can back up and you can take another, you know, you can take another uh, uh, another uh, crack at it. You can say, okay, I didn't make my five years, so what am I going to do? Well, you still have options. Maybe the option is to pay through until you get your 60 months. Maybe. Maybe it's to reverse things and preserve it right now, get get help now, right? But there are other techniques that can be used uh, to protect the money. But all I'm saying is a good plan assumes, and this is what this is all what I'm talking about, right? You got to look at how the world really works, not the way you wish it worked, okay? You wish the politicians were looking out for you. Well, okay, you're way down on the totem pole, okay? You're not their first concern, right? Uh, that that's not you got to look at the way things really are, and you can say, "Hey, this is going to happen this way, or this is going to happen that way." It doesn't work that way. So, recently we had a we had a family farmers, um, you know, one of the spouses has a long term care need, right? And so they sold the farm. They didn't talk to anybody about it. Okay, they did it on terms and conditions, which absolutely, absolutely hamstring them from receiving any assistance. It's, it's just it's the most frustrating thing because it all could have been done differently, right? They, they, you know, they sold the farm on a land contract. The terms of the land contract are such that it won't qualify for the Medicaid, right? And there's no flexibility in it. So you're just kind of jammed up. And the solutions that we have, and there are some solutions, right, are scary and expensive. I mean, really expensive, to try to fix that, to try to salvage anything. It's, it's a very bad, very bad situation. Um, whereas if it had done, been done properly seven years ago when they got the first diagnosis, everything would be smooth. Everything would be clean and green. But it's not, okay? So it's this kind of mentality. All I have to do is this. I just have to, I want to turn over all I have to do, right? So easy. But you got to look at the world the way the world actually operates, which is you don't know what's coming down the pike. You don't know what laws are going to get changed. All right. Neither do I. Neither do I. I mean, I plan ahead. I've been at this now for 30 years. I've seen everything change <laughs> more than once. Right. And we're still doing it. We're still saving the middle class. We're still uh, protecting assets, getting the care, you know, providing for the extras. We're still doing that. But it's got to be done intentionally on purpose you've been listening to the david carrier show i'm david carrier your family's personal attorney
You've been listening to The David Carrier Show, a lively discussion addressing your questions and concerns, but not legal advice. There is a big difference. So when making decisions that affect your family, your property, or yourself, the best advice is to seek good advice specific to your unique needs. If you missed any of today's show or would like additional information about the law offices of David Carrier, please visit davidcarrierlaw.com.